Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Can somebody in the church say amen, amen, and amen. Give God a praise. Turn the lights up. I promise you I will not be before you too long. Amen. Mi español está mal hoy y mi inglés es peor. Pero con la ayuda de, ayúdame por favor, señor. I need help, you guys, so just, if you guys ask, my Spanish today isn't doing very well, but my English is worse. <laughs> but with the help of the Lord, we're going to make it through today. Amen. If you guys will turn with me to the book of Luke. And if this is your first time here, I am Pastor John Butcher Sr. I am the senior pastor. The R in my middle name stands for random, and that happens sometimes. Praise the Lord. But we're going we gonna to run with it. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 33, and it reads this. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when, he, when she saw him, she, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and she, and she shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, Jacob, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Amen. Amen. Now, as you saw and as we listened to just briefly a minute ago, Mary, did you know? <laughs> Mary, did you know, it was a beautiful song that was just sung, and, and Isabella sang it so uh, beautiful, amen, in English and in Espanol. But the song that we heard asked a question, Mary, did you know? It's a singular question that is very easy to answer. No, Mary didn't know. There is no way she really would have known all that was going to occur in the life of Jesus. Yes, she knew she was giving birth to the long-awaited Messiah, but she didn't have any way of really know what all of that meant. Yes, 
She had an inkling of what Gabriel told Jesus, told her about Jesus and what he was going to do and how, how strong feelings that she may have had during that time, but uh, she, she really didn't know. And yes, I'm sure she was aware of the prophets, the prophecies that said about her from Isaiah, but she still didn't know. She didn't know that he would be crucified in front of her. And certainly, she didn't know that he would rise from the dead three days later. The question, however, is not what Mary did or didn't know, but how are we going to respond to Jesus now that we do know all of these things? How are we going to respond to Jesus is the most important decision we will ever make because it affects our lives from now all the way through eternity. Now, as a side note, there was a lot going on during Jesus' time when Jesus was born. And likewise, there was a lot of things going on in the, in, in the year of 1968. January 30th, North Vietnam launches the Tet Offenses against the United States and, and South Korea. April 4th, Martin Luther King was assassinated in Tennessee. And June 5th, Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated in Los Angeles. And October 16th, the U.S. athletes took a stand during um, the Olympics and they took a stand holding their fist up and, and, and uh, yes, yeah, say, say it again. For solidarity against, um, yeah, you guys know, I'm sorry, thank you. Sometimes I forget my words. But on December 24th, the Apollo 8 is the first manned spacecraft ever to orbit the moon. Now, news broadcasts at that time would have told you that desti the destiny of the United States was being shaped in 1968, but history was really actually being shaped in the cradle of the butcher house. <laughs> and as I sat down and just, just this week, literally, as everybody was preparing for Christmas, and I started hearing the song, Mary, Did You Know? I began to think of my mother. And I began to sit down and think, and right now when my mom looked at me as, as a mother holding and beholding her son that she didn't know, that my mom looked at me and said, and, and you could say, Beverly, did you know that one day your son would become a pastor. Beverly, did you know that one day your son will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? Beverly, did you know that one day your son would have two strokes and heart failure and COVID in one year? But Beverly, did you know that never have you ever seen the righteous forsaken? nor is seed begging bread. Beverly, did you know? Similarly, in the year Jesus made his appearance on earth in Bethlehem and dwelt among us, everyone back then thought that the big news in the event of the year was taxation. 
everybody was just so focused on taxation during that time. Kind of like right now, everybody's more focused on what's happening and what's not happening uh, instead of looking at the children that we have in our lives. Can I, can I just take a, a left turn here real quick? We look at our kids and we really don't know which way they're going to go. We don't know what has been spoken over them, but we know what the word of God says. That our kids, that the blessings of, of God will go over and past a thousand, a thousand generations. Do you know that your baby boy or your baby girl one day will grow up to be sons and daughters of God? Come on, somebody. But during Jesus' time, there was a young Jewish woman who, who cradled the biggest news of all, and that was the birth of a Savior. No, Mary didn't know what all was ahead of her or her child, but with 2020 hindsight or 2022 hindsight, we can see that the most important event that took, uh, that took place in that year, or perhaps in any year since, was when God became flesh and dwelt among men. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And yet every, um, excuse me, and yet even today, the birth of Jesus Christ is still overlooked by many who, and also even more people that downplay the birth of Christ. In fact, many are under the impression that there are much more important matters we should spend our time on than that. But how we see Jesus, how we perceive Jesus is the most important perception, most profound decision we will ever make. How do you see Jesus today? So today, I promise you I won't be long. Maybe till about two o'clock. But today, there's a few viewpoints that I want to talk to you guys about on ways you see Christmas. Number one, Christmas is a reason to be irritated. Matthew chapter two, three, and four says this. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was irritated. He was troubled. And so was all Jerusalem with him. Now, while many enjoy even treasures the, and treasures the traditions and true meaning of Christmas, some of us, I won't say all of us, but some of us find it very irritating and they view Christmas as a primary source of our irritation. Some of us are just mildly irritated. Now, if it's you, don't raise your hand because I'm about to describe some of you guys. Some of your normal shopping routines are now much more difficult because there's boats outside of San Diego with all your stuff on it that you didn't receive this year. There's long lines 
crowds in the stores, people pushing and shoving to get the latest gadgets. How many of you, in, okay, parents and kids, don't blaze your hand. I know you were trying to find the new uh, PlayStation 5 and couldn't find it. But it gets us irritated because of the time. Because after the first, nobody's worried about going to the store anymore. How many people have went to Walmart over the last week? Going to another store. You can't find greens anywhere. You can't even find cranberry sauce. It's irritating. Traffic is more difficult. Why does the traffic stop and get so slow on North Texas, going towards North Texas on the freeway? Because anybody, can anybody tell me? There's no accidents. Then you get to Vacaville and it happens again. For no reason. Especially during this time of year. Shoppers and travelers hurrying along from city to city and all the streets. People are in a, a tussle and a bustle to get everywhere, and it's irritating. So during this time, only during Christmas time, do we get irritated because people are going, all, going to left and right, and we can't even get things done the way we want them get, to get done. But some people find their irritation level to get elevated from mild to serious. Some, some of your people, some people here at work, people, not, not y'all, but maybe your coworkers are less productive during this time of year. They spend more time at office parties, exchanging gifts, bringing snacks for others, and even spending uh, on the clock time decorating their offices. Yeah. Let me give you guys a little quick illustration. I met this lady not too long ago, praise the Lord, and she was a Jehovah's Witness. Yes. She refuses to celebrate Christmas or any other kind of holiday. And she was tremendously upset at Jesus because she, she wasn't going to get paid for the day that she was supposed to work because it was Jesus' birthday. I mean, I'm saying it this way, but she was upset at Jesus for being born. Come on, you guys. She's going to lose out on a whole day's salary because it was Jesus' birthday. Why would she be irritated at Jesus? These seriously irritated people many times feel pressured to also spend money that they don't have during Christmas. Some of you people here right now know that your credit card is maxed out just because you wanted to get people gifts. Some people don't even know that by the end of this year, they're going to get you, hit you with some interest charges, and now you're going to really be like irritated. Some people during this time are irritated because they're lonely. Some people are single. They're away from home. They're away from families while others are gathering with their families. But how do you think other people feel? They're irritated. They're alone. 
because of Christmas. What about some of those that have lost their loved ones during this time of the year? They find that the holidays are a little uh, more hard to deal with. And there are some of us that feel pressured to appease family members by coming to a worship service such as this one. The Sunday after Christmas or Sunday, the Sunday before or the, whatever it is, you feel irritated because you got to be there because your family members have to be there because you know that somebody, your, your cousin, your niece or whoever it is comes up and the kids are going to sing and you're irritated because guess what time it is? It's football season. It makes most of us miss the first quarter. Don't say amen. I know y'all sitting there like, yeah, what time is it? Some of y'all are looking at your phones right now trying to see what the score is. But it's also during a time that we get so irritated that we just want church to hurry up. So we can just get out of here and get on with our day. But this is what happens during the Christmas season. So if you're here today and you're under protest for being here, we want you to know that we're delighted that everybody's here. Amen. We understand your discomfort and we'll try to make it easier for you today. I said I wasn't going to be here very long. But our real hope is that you will hear uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and that God loves you and he wants the best and greatest life for you today. Amen. And my last point is this. Ways we should view Christmas is this. Oh. I, I, that was an accident. I, How do you visit? How do you view Christmas? That's the question I want to know. How do you view Christmas? Do you see Christmas as a season of irritation? Or do you see Christmas as more Christ or más Cristo? Christmas is about Christ. The way that we heard Pastor Donald say, every day is Christmas. It's all about Jesus Christ. I know you're irritated that you had to come here today. I know that there's a, maybe three holidays that most of us come in, and that's usually Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter. But every day should be Christmas. Every day should be a day that we celebrate the coming of a king. Every day is a day that we should remember the gift that was given to us in Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. Now, as I close, and I told you I wouldn't be long, James chapter 2 and 19. And before I read this scripture, I want you to listen to these words that James said. Because before I ask you this question, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? James 2 and 19 says this. 
You believe that there is one God. You do well. The demons also believe. And they shudder. Think about that for a moment. The demons know God. The demons have seen God. The angels were there when he created the earth. They were there when he called out by word the, the formation of the earth and the skies and the firmament and, and the waters and, and everything else. They saw it all. But when they disobeyed, They still knew who God was, but they didn't believe God. There's a difference between believing God and knowing who God is. Like right now, if I sat down and asked you, do you know who, uh, let's think of somebody famous. Do you know Barack Obama? And you go, yeah, I know who Barack Obama is. People are like, yeah, I know who he is. I'm like, do you know where he, he, where he lives? Do you know his house number? Do you know his cell phone number? You would sit down and say to yourself, no, I really don't know where he lives, but I know who of him. I can tell you about where it came from, but at the end of the day, you don't know him. Even if I gave you his address, even if I gave you his number, would you be able to come and knock on his door to come and talk to him about something. No. Because if you knock on his door, guess what he's going to tell you? Depart from here. I don't even know you. Did you catch that? He's got security. <laughs> Who am I talking to? In the most recent polls, 80% of Americans claim that they believe Jesus is really the Son of God. They really believe that Jesus is a good man. Yet less than 80% are regular church attendees. Can I say that again? Less than 80% are less, I mean, are regular church attendees. So many are not letting their belief in Jesus as a deity, affect their behavior, their morals, and their actions. So many people say, I, I know God, I, I, I know who he is, but how does God affect your morals and your actions? Listen, it's much more than just knowing in our heads that Jesus is God. Those who hold that Jesus is God but do not let their beliefs affect their lives are falling victim to the fatal 12, inch, 12 inches phenomenon. You know Jesus in your head, but you don't know Jesus in your heart. Those who hold that Jesus is God but don't let their belief affect their lives are falling victim to that space, that little space between your head and your heart. 
It's the distance between believing in their head but not letting Jesus in your heart. There is a great difference between knowing about Jesus and truly knowing Jesus. If your view is anything less than Jesus as Savior to be celebrated, I invite you to receive Jesus Christ today by faith as personal as your personal Lord and Savior. Listen, Mary might not have known, but guess what? Now you do. And today you can know him personally. When you receive him, you could celebrate. You don't have to wait for December 25th. You could celebrate every day. I know this, this song says, joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Have you allowed Jesus Christ to be received in your world, in your heart? Just because you believe that Jesus Christ is there, is Lord and Savior, has he become your Lord and Savior? Do you know him? Are you intimate with him? Because this is a time for you to grow in your relationship with him. So no, Mary didn't know. But today I ask you, what are you going to do now that you do know? Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Bible tells us if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord that you will be saved Peter said he says listen when the men in the day of Pentecost said what shall we do Peter said repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ God has given us a gift by his spirit and you aren't saved because of the things you've done. It is a gift. And today I want to invite you to receive this gift. The gift that was hung on a tree. The gift that was given to us, the gift that keeps giving. That, that present, that gift that hung on a tree is Jesus Christ. Will you receive him in your heart today? I want to invite you today, if there's anybody in here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. We want to invite you to come and grow with us. You know why? Because here we grow. We grow in the things of God. We grow together. So if you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're here right now. I'm just going to ask you to do something bold. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or do anything. I'm just going to ask you to come to the front because I want to pray with you. Maybe this is your season. Maybe it's not your season. Maybe you said, well, I don't know, but here's the time. Now is the time for somebody to come and introduce you to Christ. If you're here and you want to give God, give your life to Christ, we want to pray with you. Is there anybody in here like that?
Amen. Amen. Is there anybody in here that is needing healing right now? Is there anybody that needs healing? The Bible says, call upon the elders of the church. Lay hands upon them and pray for them. If there's anybody that needs healing, I invite you to come down. I don't care if you're dealing with a cold. Amen. 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 plenty of room up here. Come on up. Is there anybody in here in the prayer team? If you are, come up. times that we're in and everything else like that, but you know what? I believe right now, there's some people that, that may not want to come up front. That's fine, but let the Lord use you, whoever's in If there's somebody next to you that needs to be touched and healed by Jesus, not by me, but by Jesus, if there's a husband, a friend, or somebody that you're standing next to, you know they need healing. Lay your hands on them and just we'll all pray together. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. For you said that healing is the bread of your children. And we receive that right now. God, I thank you that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, I thank you for every mental um, disease, every mental breakdown. I cast that away. Lord, I thank you that we will be anxious for nothing, but in all things given under prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are giving us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, we thank you right now by the blood of the Lamb, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. We thank you for healing physically. Lord, I come against every disease, every, every, um, yes, any, any blood disease right now, I come against it in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Lord, for, for touching the heart. Lord, touching kidneys right now. I thank you, Lord, for, for divine healing. Lord, I also thank you right now for strength and the grace that you have given us every day to walk thereby. Lord, I also, I also say right now, Lord, help us hold our tongue that we will speak life over our situation, that we will speak life over our, our mouth, our, over our body, that we will speak life over our, our mind, speak life. We will call those things that are not as though they were. Lord, we thank you for everything you're doing in everybody's life right now. Give them strength. Encourage them by your word. 
Lord, we also thank you for sending angels to come to them, to minister to your people. Send your angels right now. Messengers to bring the word, a word of encouragement and hope. So we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for everything that you've done in the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus Christ. We pray it is done. It is so. Somebody give God the praise right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus.